In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel reading was on the parable of the sower who went out to sow his seed. And I think every time we hear a parable, we are invited to take a moment and really reflect, really think about the message within the parable, its intended meaning. Because parables can uh, appear very simple on the surface, but they contain uh, a deeper meaning. It's possible to understand them at a superficial level and also benefit from a simple reading, but I think we sense that there's got to be something more to the parable. There's a deeper meaning hidden inside, something we can't quite wrap our minds around, something we can't put into words, something mysterious, something divine. Each one of us is like a parable. There's something very profound deep within us. We, we are more than what we seem to ourselves and to others. We are more than just our bodies, our emotions, our desires, and our dreams. We are more than our ethnicity, our bank accounts, our achievements, our political leanings, or any other label we may identify with. But we have a tendency to define ourselves and others by these things, and to understand ourselves and others by these things. And like a parable, if we only see ourselves in such a simplistic way, we fail to understand ourselves and others in a deeper way. We fail to enter deeper into the mystery of our inner life and our souls. We end up confining ourselves, enslaving ourselves, and our identity, and our whole sense of reality, merely to those things that we're able to experience physically. And we're relentlessly provoked by our desires, emotions, and thoughts. We go through life living as what St. Paul calls the carnal man. And we will never truly understand who we really are. In the first chapters of Genesis, God as Holy Trinity states very clearly who we are. God declares, let us make man in our image and likeness, after our likeness. St. Gregory of Nyssa writes the following about this verse. He says, know to what extent the Creator has honored you above all the rest of creation. The sky is not an image of God, nor is the moon, nor the sun, nor the beauty of the stars, nor anything of what can be seen in creation. You alone have been made 
in the image of the reality that transcends all understanding, the likeness of imperishable beauty, the seal of the true light. When you turn to him, you become that which he is himself. When you turn to him, you become what he is. There is nothing so great among beings that it can be compared with your greatness. He's speaking to you all. God is able to measure the whole heaven with his span. The earth and the sea are enclosed in the hollow of his hands. And although he is so great and holds all creation in the palm of his hand, you are able to hold him. He dwells in you and moves within you without constraint. For he said, I will live and move among them. I don't think we are able to think ourselves in this way. We go back to what I was saying earlier. We see ourselves simply as these physical beings just we often fall into this habit of just seeing ourselves as basically animals. But God says, you are much more. Snap out of that way of thinking. Realize who you are. God became man so that man would realize who he truly is, that he has the divine in him. So why is there a disconnection How is it that I'm made in the image and likeness of God, but I fail to see myself and others in this way? Something blocks me. Something that keeps me from penetrating deeper into this parable that's my life and my identity. Like a butterfly within a caterpillar, How can I become who I am meant to be? In the Gospel reading today, Christ tells us the answer, and he explains the parable to the disciples. Just as the seed is scattered freely, so Christ, the Word of God, gives himself freely to all. And I think we have to be careful. When we speak of the Word of God, we are talking about Christ Himself. Not only His words, but Christ Himself. Okay? He is the Word of God. We cannot separate His words from Him. There's a tendency to do that in some uh, of the modern churches, uh, some of the Protestant churches. We are talking about Christ, the person of Christ. He gives himself freely to all. Just as a seed contains within itself the power to transform whatever place it lands on, so Christ has the power to transform us from our superficial, carnal existence to a fullness of life, a true life, true being, truly human. He says in John 10, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. 
But a seed cannot force itself into the ground. Those of you who are gardeners and farmers know this very well. A seed cannot force itself into the ground. Where it desires to enter and grow, that seed has within it a desire, right? It's programmed. It's DNA, whatever you want to call it. It's searching for that ground so it can grow. Otherwise, it just remains a seed. The ground must be able to receive it. If it's dry and hard and full of rocks or weeds, the seed cannot enter or grow. And this is why at the end of his explanation, Christ reveals the meaning of the good soil that can receive the seed. He says, and as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it, hold it, in an honest and good heart, and bring forth fruit with patience. Here then is the answer. The key to understanding the meaning of both this parable and ourselves is the following. Our hearts can become like the bad soil that is dry and hard, full of rocks and weeds. This happens when someone lives a life merely at the superficial and carnal level, a life devoted to pleasing the body only and neglecting the soul. The hardness of the heart implies a kind of wall, a barrier that prevents a person from accepting Christ into their life beyond a superficial level. Christ remains for them simply a philosopher, a teacher, a good man, and they are unable to believe. The rocks are the temptations and passions a person experiences, all of us. And they originate both within ourselves and from our environment. And instead of struggling to control our desires, we indulge in them. Instead of accepting the word of God, we accept the temptations. And they become our God to worship and obey. The weeds that choke the seed, as Christ said, are the cares and riches and pleasures of life. This is when a person believes in Christ, he comes to church, says his prayers, receives Holy Communion, but he is not changed. He remains the same. He is not transformed. He is not saved. Why? Because he is double-minded and lives a double life, divided between love for Christ and love for the world. He goes through the motions and rituals of a religion like a habit, yet his love is not for Christ yet, but for the things of the world. He has not yet given his heart, the heart, completely to Christ. In all these conditions of the heart, the only thing that can soften the heart 
like when you want to soften the soil in order to plant something. The only thing that can soften its hardness, that can cleanse it, that can purify it, are the tears of repentance and the grace of God. But again, what do we mean about the heart? We use this word a lot in our language in the church. What do we mean by the heart? Archimandrite Hierotheus Vlachos has a book uh, called Orthodox Spirituality, and he explains a little bit what do we mean by heart when the church speaks of the heart. He says it this way. He says, the heart is the place which is discovered through ascetic practice. Asceticism is prayer, fasting, confession, love for others, good works. Through, a, through ascetic practice in a state of grace is when we discover our heart. It is the place where God is revealed and made manifest. This definition may seem abstract, yet it is a matter of spiritual experience. I cannot explain it to you with words. You, many of you, maybe all of you, have experienced this. You've experienced the grace of God, and you felt it here in your hearts. There are no words to describe it, because it's a little different for every person. The fact is that when a person lives the inner life, lives the inner life, when his nous, which is a Greek word, N-O-U-S, meaning the eye of the soul, returns within his inner world from its previous dispersion. In other words, when our heart was too distracted with things on the outside and we didn't take care of our inner life, our inner soul, our heart, But when we return and we realize how dry, how hard that heart is, we experience mourning, sadness, in the deepest sense, repentance. And we become conscious, conscious of the existence of this heart and how God desires to meet us there. And we feel a pain and a spiritual sorrow. We experience the grace of God there also. And we even hear the voice of God. So the deeper meaning of the parable in today's gospel is that Christ wants to penetrate into our hearts in order that we may be transformed and saved and have eternal life. But just as dry and hard soil must be broken before a seed can be planted, our hardened hearts must break also with contrition for our sins and mistakes. We have to own up to our mistakes and our sins. And this is why we go to confession. Contrition for all the ways we have stubbornly kept Christ at a distance. Because Christ 
It's an all or nothing. You're either with Christ or you're not. He disrupts our life. He makes us uncomfortable. He desires everything. There's, that's the only way. And that makes us uncomfortable. And that's why we stay away still a little bit. And we say, later, Christ, later. I know you're there. I'm still having fun. Later. Or may, later might not come. Maybe this is our last liturgy. We keep Christ at a distance, refusing to open ourselves up to Him completely so He can enter into us, heal us, and transform us. Christ wants to restore our original beauty, the image and likeness of God which we were created in and meant to become. Let us always cultivate the soil of our hearts through repentance prayer, confession, and love for God and others in order to receive Him worthily and fully so that as a seed transforms from a small kernel into a majestic tree full of fruit and life, we may also be transformed, translated from earth to heaven, from carnal the flesh, the body only, to the spiritual, from death to life, and achieve our glorious potential. As we so often say in the Divine Liturgy, let us commit ourselves and each other and our whole life to Christ our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.